Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Hand me my water. <clears throat> Gotta stay hydrated. That's right. Gotta keep those hydration levels rising up and crashing through. This is Doc and Ziggy with the flood. Keep your death threats to 140 characters or less, you punk bitches. What we got to talk about this week, Zig? Well, uh, we got a couple of things to talk about. So Marilyn Manson done fucked up. Ooh, Lil Uzi Vert is cosplaying Vision. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's a good one. <laughs> Elon Musk is becoming J. Robert Oppenheimer of Dogecoin. A GameStop movie. And of course we have some politics. And we might even have a guest feature from the young doc. From the youngin. <laughs> the youngin. What do uh, they call what do they call them? Um A resident. Yeah. <laughs> resident Nez. That's right. So, let's get into it. Lil Uzi Vert got a 24,000, no, what was it, $24 million diamond in $2.4 million diamond. $2.4 million. See, yeah, see, yeah, $24 million. He said he's been paying on this shit since, like, 2017. Um, you know how we were talking about, like, there's only, only one reason to own a yacht, and it's to flex? This is not, this is... One of the most absurd flexes I've ever seen in my entire life. You want to know what life. else I heard about it? This Apparently, th having the diamond in his head almost killed him? Yeah. No, that shit struck a nerve, and it was bleeding. I saw the video. I saw the video. It was wild. Right? Like, I... Thanos <sighs> just ripping out the Mind Stone? Look, this is wilder than Ghostface's like uh, big eagle chain this is wilder than T-Pain's big ass chain, big ass chain the the crunk ain't dead chain like uh, yeah please don't make this a thing y'all please do not start getting huge vision like infinity yeah. stone if, if this becomes a thing I will remind everybody 10 years from now just like I will remind you that gangster looney tunes were a thing yo that was less egregious than this, right? Yeah. At this point, I'm just starting the clock down, like the clock countdown for when <laughs> this nigga gets that shit ripped out of his fucking head, Joe. It's Drake's gonna walk out with the Hope Diamond encrusted in his forehead. Like, oh my God, can we not make this a thing? No, he'll get it in his chest like Tony Stark. Oh God, that's what's happening next. That's what's gonna happen next, Joe. It's it's only a matter of time. Make it happen, internet. No, no, because chest dermals are already a thing. They right? might want to raise the uh, security on the Hope Diamond. We know the government's listening. We gave this idea. Uh, Hi, Ted. Uh, yo, I'm I'm not here for this. <laughs> I'm not here for this. Uzi is allowed to do what he wants, but I I'm not condoning anybody else doing this shit. I, I, this just sounds ridiculous and dumb. It's like the plot of Uncut Gems, but stupid. Almost as dumb as thinking Marilyn Manson was a nice person. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We should have known from Celebrity Deathmatch he wasn't a nice person. You should know by that nigga's aesthetic that he's not a nice person, yo. And like, his songs like 
kill for me. I'm just saying, there's, I'm all for, like, the gothic. Island I'm on. Yeah. Marilyn Manson's best music are all covers. Ooh. ooh, ooh. Shots at the fan base. Look, I'm just saying, there's Sweet only. Are made of I mean, can anybody name a Marilyn Manson song that's not a cover of something? Kill for you. Or kill for me. Well, yeah, but you into that scene, right? But there's, there's a point that I was trying to make is you can only be so into, like, gothic, macabre architecture before I start to question your personal choices as a human being, right? Because I'm all for, like, you know, the dark aesthetic vampire goth like yeah. oh yeah oh, oh my god i remember we were having the we were talking about little uzi vert getting the diamond stuff put into his head and i was like get your people man yo and you were just sending me links of like all these like yeah. dudes who look like like pig animals yo the body modification scene has been ruled by by your delegation <laughs> for a really long time and i find it wild right because it's the same people, probably not anymore, but it would be the same people that would go get their ears fucking gauged and then look at, like, National Geographic lip disc and shit and be like, yeah, but those people are uncivilized. <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Wow. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, come on, y'all made eye tattoos a thing. Like, oh, did you see the picture of Alyssa Milano with dreads and then the black people in the background? No, I I probably have. I gotta seen look it. this up real quick. I yeah. gotta look it up. Yeah, show it to me because <laughs> yeah. So Marilyn Manson is being accused of being an all-around shit person, like just to. And I'm not. I'm honestly not surprised. There's really not much to say here. I didn't read too much into the allegations because I believe it. I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I believe it. Yo, like. I've never even bothered trying to listen to his music. I've just been off put by him the entire time. And not because of the whole, you know, gender bending thing, like. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That is a what in the caucasity right there. Yes, it is. Woo. Wow, you might have to put that up on the Instagram page just to remind the folk. Good guy. What in the appropriations? Shit. But the Vikings. <laughs> I mean, that's fair, but. Good. I mean, Alyssa Milano is famous for what? Charmed 15 years ago and sleeping her way through Shit. the MLB? Shit. Shots fired. Shots fired. God damn. What has, has she been in anything lately other than, you know, on Twitter bitching at Trump? Yeah, I, I mean, her and Bette Midler probably have, like, tea fucking once or twice a week Damn, the Desperate Google, Housewives and just be caddies. When you Google Alyssa Milano, the first thing that pops up is Charmed. Yep. She hasn't been in... Uh, she was in some movie in 2018 called Little Italy. What? Ever. <laughs> and another movie called Tempting Fate in 2019. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that is not to discredit anybody's, you know, accusations. I'm, once again, I'm just saying I'm not surprised that Marilyn Manson is a shit person. Yeah, I'm not either. Just like when FKA Twigs came out about Shia LaBeouf, I wasn't that surprised either. Nope. 
just like when in this one Amber Heard came out about Johnny Depp, I wasn't surprised if either. This, if somebody dudes spends twenty thousand dollars a month on one, probably gonna be disagreeable at times. <laughs> And I'm not saying that, you know, we, I'm sure there are, are neckbeards out there screaming <laughs> about how Amber Heard is a liar. And it just, it doesn't look like the same thing is shaping up to be true about Evan Rachel Wood. <laughs> yeah. Wes Borland, the old guitarist for Limp Biscuit, did a tour with uh, Marilyn Manson. And he was on a podcast and he was, at the end of it, he was just like, look, I gotta just get this out. Manson's a fucked up, terrible human being. Really talented, but a fucking awful person. You know who else is an awful person? Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I the mean, almighty Jeff Bezos has honorably decided to step down as CEO of Amazon. So, no, what he is actually decided is to step out of the public eye because isn't he just becoming like the chief financial board executive or something, something like, that. like that yeah so amazon has a new ceo um god what is his name oh these are the kinds of things we should have on hand oh andy lassie or andy jesse excuse me andy lassie um i don't know much about this dude it i think he comes from like the fossil fuel industry or some shit like that yeah um but i find it funny that Jeff has decided to step down right on the heels of Amazon losing a huge uh, civil lawsuit where they were found to have been withholding driver tips up to $61.7 million in driver's tips. So, it seems like Jeff may be stepping out of the face of public scrutiny here and just kind of moving behind the scenes. To do charitable work. It also, from what I hear, there are also rumors that Amazon may be getting ready to um, break up some of its holdings, you know, because at this point, Amazon is the producer and it's the distributor <laughs> of several different, uh, several different venues. What? What is the... What have you seen Kirkland not make? <laughs> is it... I have eaten Kirkland food, worn Kirkland shirts. Aren't, isn't uh, Kirkland and Grey Goose, aren't those vodkas made in the same factory? I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm just sure. saying, Kirkland makes everything. Yeah, but that's. That, I mean, that's like kind of my point. You go to Sam's Club, like, like a third of it is Kirkland. Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy, and they own like Whole Foods and shit like that. So it's you know, the Amazon got its hands in a lot of different pots, and uh, Amy Klobuchar just introduced a new antitrust bill that's you know seeking to break up a lot of these monopolies that have formed over the last 10 years yep. since we've rolled back all these consumer protections and shit like that. And now that. we have social media and stuff like becoming monopolies in themselves. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, Elizabeth Warren was going at a lot of these social media and tech companies for the monopolies. Facebook just got hit with huge antitrust lawsuits. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Facebook's just fucked up in general. Well, you know, they, it's been found that they do buy out smaller companies that look like they're going to be competition, and they just dead them so that they have no competition. I mean, think about it. What the, There's no... There's no competition to YouTube. There's nowhere to go if you don't want to, you know... What a daily motion? Like, what, what other video streaming site can you think of that's there to go if you don't want to support the kind of shit that YouTube is getting into? Yeah. These YouTubers, that was the whole problem with the adpocalypse, right? Is like, all of these streamers and influencers and vloggers built the backs of their careers on one site. And they had nowhere else to go when YouTube started pulling ad money and started making it harder for you to monetize your videos. It, it was like... By the they, way, guys, we have a Patreon. <laughs> which is what made Patreon so popular. Because when the adpocalypse happened, all of these huge names had to find other streams of revenue or start heavily censoring their videos to be ad-friendly. Yep. You know, so <laughs> that's all part of this big movement that's happening. We are we are ad friendly here at the flood. That's kind of what the whole point of Parlor was, right? Like, you know, people were the unfortunately it's the right wing here that we're talking about, but they were, you know, seeking another platform to speak their minds on because Twitter started cracking down on and Facebook started cracking down on all of the misinformation and stuff that they were putting out, but it brings up a very good point. Where the fuck do you go if you still want to be on social media, but you don't want to participate in the cesspool that is Facebook or the cesspool that is Twitter? You know, you all... could pretend to be involved with Snapchat. Snapchat, but Snapchat is like the the um, the dummy phone that you give kids. <laughs> It's like the dummy phone. That's how you feel? It's like the dummy phone of social media. Jesus. I mean, now there's TikTok, you know. Facebook is, Facebook is like, I don't know, giving them Twitter is like holding a stick of dynamite, though. Oh, God, I feel like Facebook is the dummy phone thing. (laughs) It comes, it comes preloaded on every, and that's another way Facebook has like a stranglehold on like the social media. It's so easy to register by just saying, Register with Facebook. Yeah, and it comes preloaded on like all these different devices and shit. And you have to choose between Google or Facebook, and you're like, oh, which overlord do I sell my soul to? So, I mean, speaking of parlor, did you hear that John Mates has been fired? Nope. Over uh, disputes with, I guess, some of his funders and stuff like that, like, you know, the board members who help fund Parler and its activities in in an effort to try and, I guess, actually increase, like, scrutiny and user activity and monitor user activity and stuff like that. Um, It seemed like he was in favor of doing that to save the company, and the funders behind the whole venture were like, no, we want to keep it free speech so they fired that man <laughs> yep and uh so now it really looks like parlor's future is just up in the air there's i who knows if it's gonna come back in the way in the form that we knew it as it's people will be asking for a new form of social media but now i want to say 
Who the fuck asked for this? Oh, yo, it's me. It's me, the guy who asked. What is this? But why? Hey, who is this? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you do any of that? Who is this? You serious? Uh-oh. What do we got? Mattel is making a movie about Uno, the card game. What? <laughs> starring Lil Yachty. Yo. And it's a live-action heist comedy set in the underground Atlanta hip-hop world. What? What? <laughs> what? This it's... sounds like fucking Yu-Gi-Oh. An underground heist comedy. Set in the ATL hip-hop world. And Uno. I don't know how this all ties together. No, this is almost more insane than the Emoji movie, right? Like, when they said they were making an Emoji movie, the first thought that came to my head was, what the fuck is this movie going to be about? Yes! Like, yes. <laughs> how can you make a movie about internet hieroglyphs? <laughs> I don't know. The um, Social Network won a couple Oscars. Uh, but this is, like, literally a movie about, like, emotional picture icons, but this is even more outlandish. How- Is it though? How, yes. <laughs> yes, what kind of fucking question is, what kind of heist in an underground hip-hop scene? What do you mean an underground? So is this gonna be an Uno movie that takes place in a- I'm, I'm imagining like the eight mile battle scene with, with Lil Yachty Uno? And, and, no, and they're about to be like, all right, what do you got? And he just whips out a, a deck of Uno cards and he starts shuffling and starts throwing them. I'm just waiting for the reverse scene where the cop comes in and you know, they're carrying everybody out and handcuffs and all that shit from trying to rob this nightclub or whatever the fuck it is. And then all of a sudden the DJ walks up and he's like, ah. and the cops are like, oh shit, <laughs> you got me. <laughs> And then they lock all the cops up. Like, the fuck? What? Let's the see fu who's the perpetrator! Old Man Jenkins! No, it's definitely gonna feature Lil Uzi Vert as a club owner. No, it's gonna be Lil Uzi Vert as Black Vision. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, as a club owner, and they have to steal the diamond from his forehead. Write the check! Mattel. <laughs> Write the check, Mattel! What a weird fucking crossover. I... Um, I'm not excited for this, but I definitely am intrigued because it's gonna be either terrible, delightfully terrible, or just it's gonna be either delightful or an absolute disaster piece. I have disaster piece written all over this from the get-go. This is a clear money grab, and I'm disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> I am Check a, people, dog. I am absolutely... No, no, fuck that. That's Mattel. <laughs> it is Mattel. All right, Lil Yachty, I guess just take it the bag. I'm not mad at him at all. Get that fucking bag, but Jesus Christ, like... Uh... So, on my Magic the Gathering trends, I found out the house is removing... Marjorie Taylor Greene from the, her committee responsibilities because they've been abbreviating it MTG. Marjorie uh, Taylor, Taylor Greene Green, Magic, Magic the Gathering. The Gathering. Uh, 
Ah, so the hashtag has been taken over by a bunch of Magic the Gathering goons. No, it's been taken over by politics to oh, the point where we've oh, had bigger so players yeah. come out and we're just like, we're not associated with this person. So it's We play children's card games. That's fair. That's fair. I thought it was one of those reverse things where like the K-pop stands were taking over all of the mega hashtags. No, 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 like no, 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 no. All the politics stuff started blending into my uh, MTG feed. That's fair. And it would be like, yeah, you know this sweet Pioneer deck. Oh, what do you think about this new card? And they're going to remove this person from all of our committees. Here's a new card. I, have you watched any of the Marjorie Taylor Greene testimonies and stuff? Not really. I saw a couple of videos and I'm like, oh, she's nuts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely nuts. And she gave this very heartwarming disingenuous speech about how she's not this crazy nut job conspiracy theorist but she playing devil's advocate she said here, she's a, a regular american playing devil's advocate here she if did you were make, a, a, a normal american you would have said normal american not regular american. american you reptilian master race hive mind piece of garbage well that was signaling at its finest right but she did make a good point though is that, uh, playing devil's advocate here i do have to say that she made a very good point about the media being the main conspiracy theorist right because in her defense testimony she you know wrongfully tried to point out the fact that she was being demonized and her words were being twisted by the media but what I find funny is, you know, the deflection that these Republicans and GOP con senators and politicians have been perfecting over the years does a really good job at calling out the thing that they are using <laughs> to twist the system. You know what I mean? And yeah. she made a very good point about the media being a huge proponent of this conspiracy theory machine <laughs> and how they allow or how they allow certain conspiracy theories to be pushed through as part of the narrative and how we as Americans and as normal TV viewers need to do a better job at discerning between fact and fiction. Because the lines have been blurred over the last four years. Really over the last 40 years. But that's a discussion that we're not going to set nope. up at the moment. But yeah. I've been doing a lot of studying for my uh, hip hop, uh, history of American hip hop class. And uh, currently the first module part of the class we're in is called the racial nightmare. So I spent the past two days like drowning in white guilt. I just... Spent the last two days reading Tom Hartman's uh, The History of the Hidden History of the American Oligarchy, and it cover a decent amount of it spends time making the argument that the press and the media is the fourth branch of the government. It's the yeah. unspoken mm -hmm. fourth Absolutely. branch of the government. And it should, moving forward, be treated as such. Any, like, any news outlet, you know, I mean, the amount of propaganda that can be put through and the refined nature at which it is being 
implemented at this yeah. point really needs to be taken into consideration. And it cannot be understated the importance of free press and responsible journalism. Absolutely. We heavily need to spend the next four to ten years restoring the faith in the American press. Yes. Yes. It is imperative. I cannot understate how much importance there should be in establishing a new normal. Yeah. Because none of this (laughs) is normal. Alright, short episode, guys. Bye! Uh. What, for all new national anthem songs? Yeah, so, with the Super Bowl, you know, happening later on today, the national anthem is trending again. Um, It doesn't seem for any particular reason or specific reason, but I got to thinking that maybe, you know, this discussion has come up several times in the past, but... I think it's a fair discussion because as we're revamping the United States, refurbishing what the United States is, it may be time to pick a new national. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. (laughs) Uh, That's a good one, though, because it's very fitting for the American aesthetic. Yep. Also, that beat, just like... Can you imagine stadiums full of people? Now stand for the national anthem. Performed by the ghetto. Performed by John Legend. The Ghetto Boys is damn it feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> is the national? Come on, come on, America. That would I mean, be- the other one. This one, I actually signed a petition for this to change the national anthem to Guile's theme song from Street Fighter. Yeah, but you can't. I think countries that have just straight instrumentals as their national anthem are kind of like weak. Like, no offense, Russia. It or- is. It is. It is a song of action. Some people are saying lift every voice and sing, or John Lennon's Imagine. Uh, John Lennon's Imagine, I I don't get. Or America the Beautiful. Right, right. (laughs) America the Beautiful would be good. I mean, although our national anthem is already ripped from a British pub song. Nazi punks fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Or was Bob Dylan born in the USA? That would be Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Don't you slander Bob Dylan like that. There we go. Somebody's head exploded. Sorry, Connor. I, I, Bruce Springsteen. I can't do Bruce Springsteen. I, I like. (laughs) Damn, it feels good to be a gangster, though. That was a good one. That was a good one. Oh, man. What are some other ones? That's actually an interesting idea. Hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Like, America the Beautiful feels good just for, you know, to keep it colonial, I guess. We didn't start the fire. I was going to say Journey. <laughs> also British, I think. For real? I think. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Actually, no, I don't think they are. I don't know. Fuck Jerry. Shit. Shit. Dude, I work weddings. You know how many times I've heard that song? I mean, that's fair. Uh, Fuck. What's some other classic Americana? 
I feel like there's some Billy Joel or Frank Sinatra song that they could use. Hotel California. Mm, let's not make songs about heroin. <laughs> the national anthem. Earth, Wind, and Fire, September. Ooh, that song. That song slaps. <laughs> yeah. September as the national anthem. Come on. That w- Can you remember? <laughs> Twenty. And look, and then we can just replace it with the actual date. No, I think it's got to be damn. It feels good to be a gang. Today. Yeah, yeah. So, in other movie news, petition, make a petition. In other movie news, why are there so many GameStop movies in the works? <laughs> to quote Vice. <laughs> Why? Well, because we just witnessed some of the craziest financial shenanigans going on in, since 2008. But I mean... And it's still going. What? In, in Who Asked for This News Part 2. Okay. Like, why? What else is there to GameStop other than the whole stock controversy? Like... Wall Street bet. You know it's just gonna be the, like yeah. it's gonna be like the social network, it, and it's gonna follow one neurotic dude around in a computer. Yeah, it'll be about the Reddit uprising, and I just once again another pointless cash grab. I'm I'm so tired. This of one Hollywood. could be good though. I mean, like the big could sport, it if it's written by Michael Lewis? Well, well, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. I'm Hollywood. There are so many other talented writers out there who need a break. Can we stop with the pointless cash grabs, please? I mean, that is this is the type of thing Michael Lewis would write about, though. You know, he did the Big Short, Moneyball. <sighs> I I don't see it. I don't see it happening. I don't see it being good. I don't see the point to it. Like, yes, the phenomenon that has happened over the last two weeks or so was wild, but... Was, is wild. Other than a short docu-series about it, like a movie? Like, yeah, no. I'm not... I'm not seeing it. Yeah. Well, speaking of... To quote Elon Musk himself, I have become meme, destroyer of shorts. <sighs> Elon Musk is another one I need to so just that fade is, into So that is a obscurity. reference to, to J. Robert Oppenheimer, one of the fathers of the atomic bomb. Oh, who, God. I remembered the line from the Hindu scripture, the Bhagavad Gita. Vishnu is trying to persuade the prince that he should do his duty and to impress him takes on his multi-armed form and says now I am become death the destroyer of worlds I suppose we all thought that one way or another Look at you with your multiculturalism. Yeah. For I have become it's death, destroyer of worlds. Yeah. Yeah. So Elon invoked his Oppenheimer. I have become meme, destroyer of shorts. And Dogecoin keeps arising. Dogecoin rising! I've heard it, it doesn't, but it also keeps dropping too. Like, 
I don't know, man. I just bought some earlier at 61 cents, and now I'm up $2.22. Yeah, I hear it might be time to get in on that Doge. Which is an 11.4% gain for me, because I'm playing with pennies. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm over Elon. He's he's overrated, honestly. Like, We're still up in the air if he's more Tony Stark or Lex Luthor. He's definitely more Lex Luthor. The the longer this goes, <laughs> he just keeps becoming more and more cringe. And he's like trying to be like edgy and I think funny. He is a great Twitter follow. Yeah, but it's cause it's like cringe porn, yeah. <laughs> like what wild shit did Elon say today to remain relevant? The what's in the box one was great. No, that wasn't Elon who tweeted it. No. That was just something I saw. <laughs> What's in the box? Yeah. So the city of Baltimore has decided to end its spy plane program. Spy planes? The city of Baltimore voted to end a controversial surveillance program that monitored nearly every block of the city using planes equipped with high-resolution cameras on Wednesday. Uh, spy planes? Yep. They can afford spy planes and not heating in the schools? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Uh, the city council officials terminated its contract with Persistent Surveillance Systems, a company that implemented and ran a pilot program for the Baltimore Police Department since 2016. Under the program known as Aerial Investigation Research, or AIR, the Baltimore Police Department flew planes equipped with technology known as Wide Area Persistent Surveillance, which was used to monitor roughly 90% of the city from above for up to 10 hours each day. The program began in secret in 2016 with funding from two Texas billionaires, Laura and John Arnold, and was discovered by aviation enthusiasts monitoring publicly accessible flight data. Baltimore's termination of its unconstitutional, <laughs> yeah, because let's talk about that. This program is extremely unconstitutional and dystopian police state shit. I'm still blown away that they have enough for fucking spy planes and not heating in the goddamn schools. It's late, last November after six months piloted, uh, after a six month pilot that coincided with summer protest and police violence, the ACLU filed a lawsuit against the BPD to stop the program from being restarted. Um, in a case that, in a case that an independent audit commissioned by the city found that BPD had lied about key aspects of the program, including the scope of the program, the length of time surveillance footage was stored, the auditors concluded that the police department's statements in the case bear an insufficient resemblance to the reality of how air operates. The lawsuit is ongoing and scheduled for an appealing an appeal hearing next month. Privacy advocates hope that they will ultimately stop the program from starting up again in Baltimore or anywhere else. The law is clear that the city can't intentionally duck accountability by suddenly bailing on its year-long defense of its technology on the eve of next month's appeals court hearing. This all sounds fucked. 
So, with all that being said, <laughs> just in case you guys were wondering how deep this police state shit really goes, Baltimore had a spy plane program that the, 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 the citizens of the city have been complaining about for a really long time. And I've heard things about it here and there, but I never really looked into it. Um, but now it seems like the program is officially... Oh, now it seems like the program is officially canned. So... You would hope. You would hope. <laughs> like Just to carry on about the uh, investigative journalism, responsible journalism, and conspiracy things, the only difference between the conspiracy and responsible journalism is figuring out the conspiracy. The credibility. <laughs> like... Because at first, this started out as a conspiracy. And this is kind of, you know, hemming back to the point I was making earlier about the media being complicit and pushing certain narratives forward. Because this is not something that is being talked about in the mainstream media. And it is a huge violation of constitutional rights. Like, Absolutely. This takes national security to a whole nother level. Like, I mean, this is serious, like, China facial recognition shit. And here we are, you know, condemning China for that shit. Meanwhile, in fucking Baltimore, and who knows where else, because if it hadn't... Detroit and Chicago. Yeah. If it hadn't been for, like they said, recreational air... Uh, recreational enthusiasts this shit would have never been confirmed it would have just been the people of baltimore going hey yo i feel like i'm being watched over you already know what people think about baltimore thanks to fucking the wire right we would have yeah. all thought it was a bunch of just dope heads omar's law. Out. like omar's law yeah it's the maryland version of godwood's law you know it <clears throat> so the omar's law is once somebody finds out that you're from maryland the longer the conversation goes on, the inevitability of the wire coming up increases. I just feel like it's already bad enough if you go into the city, you can see the fucking police towers on like the corners of yep. these neighborhoods. And then they had the audacity to introduce this spy plane program on top of that. And it just further stands to prove that policing in the United States is super out of fucking hand. It's you know? fucked! Like, from the way they handled the protesters in New York and Portland to the way these inner cities are being... Turned into war zones. Yeah. Like, instead, and it's like you said, instead of taking that money and investing it into better schooling and cleaning up the city they gave it to the police department so they could spy on their test this new technology out and spy on its citizens and this is why defunding the police and reallocating funds is entirely necessary and i'm reading the new jim crow on top of this for school so it, it's all a part of it yeah you know the amendment that ended slavery only ended it to an extent yeah <laughs> it says in case of incarceration and 
this here is all just more evidence as to how the police state is used to fund this new Jim Crow and the new slavery system. It's it's insane that that is actually happening here in the United States. Meanwhile, we're looking at Putin like he's the bad guy. Like, we're looking at Xi like he's the bad guy. And Kim Jong-un and his police state and the way they monitor their citizens. We're all turning our nose up to that shit. You know what's been fantastic? I haven't seen his fat, stupid face or heard his fat, stupid voice or seen his fat, stupid tweets in over three weeks. I thought you were talking about Kim Jong-un for a second, and it it did make me realize that we haven't heard any news coming out of North Korea for a long time. No, we haven't. And remember the last thing that really came out of there... Was a missile! That's funny. But also the rumor, the conspiracy... That he had had a heart attack, what was it, a stroke? Yeah. And his sister was in charge? So, I don't know. That was a weird night on Twitter, people simping over a dictator. Oh, <laughs> uh, the internet. It's just the internet, you know? You know the way these women are all... Like, when the fucking, uh, what was it, the Ted Bundy documentary came out? Was it Ted Bundy? Oh, yeah, it was Ted Bundy. He was serial good. He was serial killer good-looking. <laughs> really? Like, that's a category, huh? That's a, that's a I was listening to Bill Simmons, and he was like, yeah, you know, he's, ser- he's like, serial killer good-looking. Kind of like, you know, athlete funny. <sighs> athlete funny like you're funny for an athlete is that a thing like you're funny for a woman like i don't know that's a real thing i don't know (laughs) Uh, so bill simmons really says some screwed up shit and you don't realize it until you repeat it (laughs) then you're like oh that doesn't sound right that does not sound right now that you think about it you'd like like kind of like country singers being banned from country music awards for using the n-word they were weren't they (laughs) yes yes country star morgan wallen was barred from the amc music award eligibility after a video surfaced of him using the n-word in the middle of some kind of altercation he was having uh let's see Okay, so I'm ready. <laughs> I just read the article a little bit more. In a video shared by TMZ a few days ago, the singer can be seen and heard returning home from an evening partying with his friends when he loudly says goodbye to his buddies, referring to one of them with the N word. <laughs> so I watched a little bit of the video i didn't quite get what was going on um but after clearing it, it sounds up, like I, drunk white people being drunk white people yeah uh the 27 year old wallen released a statement of apology saying i'm embarrassed and sorry i used an unacceptable and inappropriate racial slur that i wish i could take back <laughs> as they always do mm-hmm um, it sounded very casual when he said it in the video to suggest to me that this isn't the first time he's said it yep. in this kind of instance. Um, 
the top-selling country music star and former contestant of The Voice was dropped by Saturday Night Live for an appearance in October when the video surfaced of him partying without a face mask and apologizing for that situation. Um, and yeah, AMC, the Country Music Award people have barred him from being eligible for any awards following the incident. I guess in a stand to show that they will not, you know, moving forward here. Don't discriminate against Darius Rucker. <laughs> Well, now they've got uh, Luke Combs, who is biracial, and I'm sure there are other... You know, I'm not that heavy into country music, but it is good to see that, as we spoke about here, these organizations, these companies, are these brands are now being more socially conscious because of the responsibility and the standard that they're being held to in this new era of social media awareness, you know, and... Yeah, the, the tapes have surfaced, and he's got an answer for this shit, you know? WandaVision! <laughs> In WandaVision news, episode Deal with 5. It. Spoilers! Episode 5 dropped this week, and man, I have to say that this is probably the best this is episode. probably the best episode so, so far. far. And they've all been good. The show has definitely been enjoyable up we're to def this. I'm definitely right, and they're progressing through time a sitcom. Oh, yeah. No, you were absolutely... And I think you may even be right that this is specifically happening in the middle of Endgame. Mm -hmm. Because they... As they revealed, you know, it's been nine days since Wanda has... Taken Vision's... Body. Yeah, no, no, no. All right, with this... It'll be two weeks removed by the time they hear this from episode yeah, five. Yeah, so I guess you, I don't you have can to go be, full out. Yeah, I don't have to be that cagey about it. Deal with it, spoilers. It's been <laughs> two weeks. Yeah, so it's been nine days since she stole Vision's body <laughs> from where they were holding it in that secret location. So, I, I, and she's even like brainwashed herself. It seems like I don't think so. I don't think she's brainwashed at all. Especially by the way she just strolled out of the fucking uh, radio freak the background radio so frequency she, or the denial. hex as they're she's calling clearly it. snapped yeah you just look at her face and her eyes throughout the entire episode she's clearly snapped so what stage of grief do we think she's in is what seven stages of grief five five denial anger or no um i think she's in the bargaining anger stage. it's denial, denial anger bargaining depression and acceptance you know Majora's Mask is actually based around the five stages of grief? Is it for real? Yep. How so? The first temple, the Deku the Deku sprouts are mad mm. that the monkeys, that something happened with the temple and they were blaming the monkeys. And then in the next, and the set, the next one was denial. Yes. So. No, it, it's the first one is denial. The second one is anger. Okay. And then the third one is. Bargaining. Depression. Okay, yeah, bargaining was the Gorons, and they were all like, we need to get Daruna back, he needs to save us! Uh, but they were like, we'll do anything! The Zoras, what's the next one? Denial. Oh, bargaining, depression, denial, anger, acceptance. So, 
the Wikipedia article says that these uh, they're all out of order, yeah, but they they relate to and it's widely Mask. considered to be outdated and inaccurate. But even still, if we're going based off of this model, we can I assume that Wanda is stuck in a state of depression and bargaining. That probably like or not depression denial off her power levels, denial like. and bargaining. <laughs> I think it's funny that this whole episode I feel like they spent kind of like mulsing about the idea of Wanda's power actual power level because it's like she's literally twisting the fabric of reality inside of the hex and <laughs> yeah you know they were talking like, about. It's- we found out now that really is vision yes and those people are are all real and the things inside of the reality are tangible because geraldine's clothes changed like her uh whatchamacallit the outfit she was wearing when she left it was all kevlar yeah and everything changed to match the timeline and when she just like when the guy in the hazmat suit showed up as a beekeeper yeah and when she got blasted back out her clothes stayed the same so wanda is displaying reality stone levels power levels without the reality stone. i don't think she she can't quite fully control it yet though I mean, I guess that's the argument they're making, but even Geraldine was like, she could have handled Thanos on her Geraldine own. wouldn't have sh- been shot out with the same clothes. She uh, she got shot out in her throwback clothes still. They would have changed back after she left the Hex otherwise. If Wanda wanted to change them back, but if she was just more concerned about getting Geraldine out of the reality, then no, she's not going to worry about that shit. She's controlling everybody in the town. I'm sure her missing that one minute detail was just her trying to maintain the uh, reality that she had set up and get rid of Like a computer gets rid of I have violence. no idea. Like, are those kids real? Yeah, that's what Geraldine said. The kids are real. Wow, this is such a weird... This is... The show is great. Like, yeah, the whole surrealist aspect of the show is done really well. And go off on Paul Bettany. Yo, that Paul Bettany is the fucking man. <laughs> Paul Bettany is Vision is the man right now. Um, the whole conflict scene at the end... The twist where, yeah, I don't know if I want to bring back the twist yet, just in case. No, 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 no. Two weeks removed. Go for it. Yo, yeah. The, well, Paul, we now have a multiverse. Yeah, yeah. They introduced. Um, they re reintroduced Quicksilver. He is from which X Men? First class. Uh, I think that's so. the Quicksilver from X Men First Class. Yeah, yeah. So they brought. The other Quicksilver in as Quicksilver, which is both brilliant because she's not bringing anybody back from the dead and brilliant from a business perspective because it's the ultimate way to tie in everything. So uh, Evan Peters instead of Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. I definitely like this Quicksilver better. Yeah, Evan. Pe- well, Evan Peters is a great actor. You know, he's 
been in everything from like American Horror Story to the X-Men. <laughs> and no offense to Aaron Taylor Johnson, but I don't even remember, I really don't remember his role as Quicksilver. I vaguely remember what he looks like. Yeah. And the X-Men Quicksilver definitely looks more like what I would imagine Quicksilver looking like and acting like. Quicksilver's a smart ass. And it looks like the only Avengers movie he was in was Age of Ultron. Yeah. So. That was it. And he died. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I'm... This one has definitely piqued my interest. I'm definitely invested in this shit and seeing where the rest of the show goes on, too. Because I... I'm waiting to see how long it's going to take for Vision to realize what's happening here. I mean, he's already hip, right? He's been hip for a couple of episodes, but now his spidey senses are peaked. Who do you think sent that email? I think that was them. I think that was the sword agents sending, you know, their data to, I guess, S.H.I.E.L.D. or whoever they're reporting back to. And the feed the hex feed just happened to pick up that electronic signal being sent at the same time vision was you know goofing off with the computers in the sitcom and then everybody reacted at the same time started reading it the same way they did when they were sending radio frequencies through to try to get through to wanda remember every time like a radio frequency yeah uh interferes with the hex they everybody in the thing outside of Wanda and Vision does that whole weird Stepford shit. Yeah. The whole interaction with uh, the neighbor at the beginning. Do you want me to take that from the top? Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, that went into like last episode when it seems like some of them are brainwashed and then some of them are just fully cognizant. They snap in and out of the brainwashing and I think it's because Wanda is exhausting her powers, yo, by continuously trying to keep this reality going and then changing the timeline and all that shit. It's probably draining her. And the more she has to try and keep these outside influences from interfering with the reality, the more it takes away from her power. You know what I'm saying? So, which allows them the actual citizens to kind of like snap out of it a little bit it's like the dude norm was saying she's in his head his thoughts are not his own they're wanda's thoughts and geraldine was even saying she could hear wanda in her head and it was just like wanda is in so much pain on top of all of that mm -hmm. yeah control the town of god knows how many people you know what I mean? a couple thousand people they said yeah. Yeah, so, and who knows what she did with their family members and their kids and shit like that. We'll leave that one up to imagination. <laughs> Hi, Ted. Hi. <laughs> oh, man. But I'm excited. I also think that Kevin Feige is brilliant. Oh, the between, whole show Between this, bringing P that Pietro in... And then the whole Enter the Spider-Verse movie that they're going to be doing with uh, all of the Spider-Men. So they really could just go, all right, whatever your guys' contracts are up, we're like a shark. We're just waiting for the blood in the water. Yeah, man, it's going to be good. 
it's gonna be good i can't wait to see how they tie everything up if this is how they introduce the x-men into the marvel universe and all that shit because that's what everybody else was speculating is that somehow they will house of m this shit but like in reverse so that wanda brings the x-men into the marvel cinematic universe yeah i've even heard reports that the next step after this phase oh my god is gonna if be... they want to take everything they need to bring in chris evans as human torch oh my god <laughs> have him reprise his role as the human torch you look familiar never met you in my life is there a fantastic four movie in the works i hope not there probably is but with all that being said you know marvel is definitely has definitely set up a good plan to keep people's interest peaked after you know ending the last phase it's very x-files vibe yeah the whole thing does have a very surreal mystery kind of and that's what i love because... and i would be pleasantly surprised if david duchovny shows up <laughs> oh my god what would david duchovny's role in the marvel universe be agent Mulder. Has there ever been a Marvel X-Files crossover? I feel like that's a DC thing. He could be the uh, Russell, what's his name, Russell Park? Oh, Russell Park's uh, character. Yeah, the FBI agent. David Duchovny could be Mulder, working with uh, Russell Park's FBI agent role. Oh, they did an X-Men crossover. X-Men and the X-Files? Yeah. They've also done an ALF crossover. They've done a Superman crossover. They did a crossover with Swamp Thing, Lex Luthor. So, yeah, the X-Files... It, there's a president there, or precedent yeah. there for it. Bring in Agent Mulder. That's who he'd play. <laughs> oh, my God. If they do... Like, a, the, like the scrolls come. If they do an X-Files cross... It, I mean, it's kind of set up perfectly for it, right? This does seem like an X-Files storyline. A whole town goes disappearing. Are we really going to come up with, like, an elaborate universe like the uh, Patton Oswalt filibuster scene from Parks and Rec? Oh, my God. <laughs> have you ever seen that? I have. I have. I don't remember the whole thing, but I've definitely... He went on for, like, eight minutes. Yeah. That's the point of a filibuster, though. Bernie went on for eight hours. Yeah. They set it to lo-fi. It's great. Didn't uh, Lindsey Graham do, like, a long-ass one, too? Or was that Ted Cruz? That sounds like a Ted Cruz thing. I want to say Ted Cruz did one for like 15 hours. Ted Cruz would be able to talk for 15 hours. Not even actually in the Constitution at all. It's just kind of like a... Like an unwritten rule. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to tank that now, though. Good luck. 21 hours. Ted Cruz did 21 hours. 21 hours. <sighs> 21 hours, 19 minutes. Of listening to Ted Cruz talk. That's how we get senators to commit suicide. To defund Obamacare. Meanwhile, none of the Republicans signed on to approve the stimulus. Not package. one! Not one. 
it ended in a 50-50 tie that had to be broke by Senator or by Vice President Kamala Harris. Yep. Still not used to that one yet. But Madam Vice President. Madam Vice President, right, right. But before we get into any more political news, we're gonna take a short break. joining us we have a special segment for you guys today well we've been discussing recently you know how we do the things that video games have taught us and why video games are they basically help me learn how to read culturally important and relevant to life as we know it especially nowadays and we had somebody here who wanted to give his opinion on what video games have taught us. We have Resident Des. Hello, my name is Desmond Cannon. Speak up, bud. Speak Uh, closer to the mic. My name is Desmond Cannon, and I am here to talk about top 10 video games and what they have taught us in life. So, we're gonna start out with the basics. Let's see. Well, first we're gonna start out with the most popular games that have been going on. Well, speaking of the game that I just played, God of War. So, there is things that you can and cannot do in God of War, God of War in real life compared to real life. Like, having a partner can be helpful sometimes if you're stuck in a situation in a where you situation. need someone. Yup. Mm-hmm. And then... I get by with a little help from my friends. It would also be helpful to upgrade your defense so you can't if like if you get across someone who's like trying to beat you up and then you're not tough enough you can upgrade the armor that you have on yourself or like you can upgrade your strength by like working out or doing something like that so practicing and honing your skills Mm -hmm. to improve upon the things that you already know yes and um there's just a lot of stuff in the game that you can compare to real life but we probably won't have enough time to discuss I know one thing the video games have taught me if there is a section of a wall where the bricks look different bomb there (laughs) well I would say that you know video games have definitely been good for teaching me patience because there have been times where you come across a uh, tricky situation where you just can't find anything and then you need to just look around. Or if it's just a total bullshit boss (laughs) that makes me throw my PlayStation 2 controller and kick a hole in the wall. Like PlayStation, I mean... That's Mega Man X. Talking about PlayStation 2, that was the best-selling console. Best PlayStation-selling console in the entire PlayStation. Boy, what you know about PlayStation 2? (laughs) I mean, I love puzzle games specifically for that 
you know, I, I feel like they're the most rewarding. Games. Or sandbox games. Well, like... sandbox games are just like, you know, playing in the sandbox. You can build yep. and create what you want when you play those. That's why Imagination! That's why you love Minecraft, right? True, actually. Imagination! There's actually two games that are pretty easy to earn trophies in Minecraft. Speaking of Minecraft, those are... Uh, Minecraft is like creative... You know, like just you can do whatever you want, and some of these right. things that you can do inside of the game, you can also do in real life. Like you can craft your own tools, or build your own house, or stuff like that. You can also hunt to get food and stuff like that. And then you can also let's see what we have. Just a lot of stuff in Minecraft. Like you can chop down trees, you can break down stone. So would you say that? video games have taught you to work better in a team yeah like uh, uh, it they teach me how to they give me like life lessons so if i ever stumble across something where i need to do this or that i already know what to do Mm-hmm. like what what's a life lesson you... like uh, say i'm camping and i forgot to bring matches and wood well I can also get sticks and coal, build a fire. Mm -hmm. And then I can also get, if I have an axe with me, just in case I forget, I can go and chop down one of these trees over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so being resourceful. Useful. Yes. And also then you can like say you're living stranded in the wild. You can just, if you have like a bow or something, like Atreus and God of like and Kratos, you can just shoot the deer or the boar or the pig or whatever. All about being resourceful and using your surroundings to your advantage. Have you ever heard of the subreddit r slash outside? No, actually. I wouldn't expect you to have heard of it. <laughs> no, I haven't heard of the r slash outside. So either. it's people talking about interacting in the real world as if it was an MMORPG. <laughs> it's kind of like his perspective on it, right? <laughs> so what are you? What are five of your favorite video games you played in the last year? Well, we know that Fortnite's a big hit, so I play <laughs> Fortnite pretty much every day, and uh, um. Uh, I also really do like GTA. It's a fun game. Fun game. Really fun game. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know about you playing that one too much. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. But still, it's very fun. On GTA Online, there's a we bunch We turned out alright. Yeah, there's a <laughs> bunch of things that you can do and have fun. And then there's just a lot of abilities that you can get. And just uh, roam around the world and have a bunch of fun playing with your friends. So what are three other games that you really liked from last year? Well, Minecraft. And then there's Bee Simulator. I think Bee Simulator recently, because of playing all these games, has appreciated personal freedom a lot more. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, uh, now we're going deep diving down into PlayStation One, Two, and Three, because now deep I'm diving to PlayStation Three. <laughs> we are looking right. at the most. Right. We are looking looking at the most PlayStation popular series, Little Big Planet. So, here we come in Little Big Planet. A bunch of adventures as a living sack. A living stuffed animal, pretty much. Stuffed voodoo doll. But it's fun because you can like try all these online maps that people make. You can race and you can discover all these things. And 
And Little Big Planet tries to give you a competition to beat because I remember me and my dad here was stuck on this level. Remember it was like that one that that lady was shooting like fire meatballs at us? Is that the one where we had to make it through with all of the characters? Yeah, like, no, 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 no. When, like, the floor was burning and we would have to jump or, like, we would have to use our little blow dryer to, like, air and cool down the fire because it was, like, burning fire. I think I remember that. Yeah, level. remember, like, the robot that was in front of us? Yeah, we should play Little Big Planet more and less Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, less Fortnite though too. Also, we have to throw hands in Super Smash Brothers again. Oh yes. Mm. Oh yeah. We. we I, I'll probably. Yeah. I'll play Sephiroth this time. I mean, I'm, I'm getting a Nintendo Switch soon, so. I can, you are. Yes. In the first game, we probably get in. Doc's like, this is news to me. Yeah. No, I'm just. I'm still waiting for him to pull them grades up. <laughs> so. Well. We're probably gonna the first game I'm probably gonna get on there is Fortnite because that's the first free game that I can think of right now, and then we're gonna go. Is smash. Fortnite still free? Yeah, probably. it's free. It's been free forever, yeah. ever since it came out. They always get you with the skins though. Oh yeah, yeah and he definitely is mining them skins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I'm I almost. How many skins you got now? I got 48. Whew. Yikes, that's a collection there for you. I think I have more League skins than that, but I've also had my League account for seven years. Mm. Maybe well, eight, maybe I don't play eight years League of Legends. I, I, I was kind of interested in League of Legends, but then, oh, wow. Okay. He's going to have to take a call for a second. Me and Ziggy are just going to sit here. Yeah, Hello. but so I'm probably going to take his place because I'm going to keep it warm for him. <laughs> so. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, so I was not that much into League of Legends. Like, I, I thought it was cool when it first came out. It's basically then, Capture the Flag. I know, yeah, but I don't like those kind of games. Like, you know how Final Fantasy, there was like this, you take this, like, hit, and they go, and then the other person just goes, I don't like those kind of games where you have three characters, but you can't really do anything except for tap a button. Well, League's then, definitely not like that. Yeah, but I don't like those kind of games. I'm not like one of those Pokemon Golden games. I mean, I have really gotten to Pokemon Gold on the Game Boy, but still, it's not my kind of game. The only thing I like to do in there is really travel around and find new Pokemon to, like, just catch. You'll really like Breath of the Wild. Mm, that's not wrong. I mean, alright, so, do you want to dig down into the Wii? Into what? Wii. I mean, you can talk about whatever game you want, man. Alright, so, we're good. So, for anybody who remembers the Wii, like, 2009, 10. Most of our listeners will probably remember the Wii. I mean, yeah. So, we're gonna talk about the classics here. All the, like, Wii games were straight up, like, Mario or Wii Sports. Those were, like, the most popular games that you would have on your Wii. And then I also have one here with me. So, we're going to talk about some Wii games. Do you know any? Of course I do. Our name's on the... Zelda Twilight Princess, Super Mario Galaxy, Zelda Skyward Sword. Um, Wii Sports. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a really good one. Wii Resort. Um, There was just a lot of games on the Wii that were really fun to play. And now... I feel like Xbox 360 was just the pretty much rip-off of a Wii when they had the Kinect update. Yeah, I agree. 
because it's like Wii Sports when you're playing. It's like Just Dance. Just Dance turned into Wii Sports turned into Just Dance, pretty much. Yeah, you're not wrong. That's a good. That's a good take. And then also, Xbox has fitness games too, so they ripped off Wii Sports. It's like a ripoff of Wii Sports, but it's still the same exercise. Nintendo thing. Master Race, everybody. Oh yeah. We are not going into that right now, though. We are not. But, but video games have taught me, like, they're... <clears throat> video games have really taught me how to read and how to, like, challenge myself. Because Fortnite, when you're a noob, there's new players. But when, as long as you go, there's sweaty and sweaty and sweaty more. And there's, like, just a lot of sweaty players. And it's going to be hard to just defend yourself and kill all of them because Fortnite is pretty much solo you kill everybody until there's nobody left uh, pretty yeah much, it's last man standing yeah it's pretty much last man standing or last duo st- st- standing or last trio standing or last squad standing and as soon there's if there's a solo everybody else is solo but if there's a duo everybody else is duo if it's trio everybody else is trio squad same thing with all the other things yep makes sense and it's hard because some of the places you land it's not fun it is not fun it's competition it's like it's it's a competition just to land somewhere and survive sometimes like let's example pleasant park that's been the most hit place for about four years now ever since the game came out Fortnite's been out that long? Yeah, it's four years. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Yeah, last year was three years because it was in 2017, 2021, four years ago. Well, thanks. Yikes. Yeah, and uh, Pleasant Park, just there's so many people there. Some people have to run out of it with no guns or anything. No heals, no guns, no resources because there's too many people there and there's only like, what, 10 houses? That so, you can land at. That's strategy. Time to pitch camp. Mm-hmm. That's so you, strategy. So, so you're you, learning a bit of strategy play in these games. Yeah, so you would have to, like, if somebody was in your house, but they were, like, on the lowest level, you would just probably want to grab guns and leave because now they've added cards and it's much more easier to leave the area. Mm. But they, you got to watch out because they make really loud noises. So you have to, you know, kind of plan ahead where you're going to land at. Yeah. And you had kind of have to gauge what is in that area based yeah, on what you Yeah, but first, you want to say, like, what if somebody lands with you? You They either try to pickaxe you or get to the chest first. Right. Because it's easier to probably pickaxe them, but if they get to the chest first, you want to run. You yep. want to run. That's yeah. all part of strategy, bud. And then if you don't have any resources or anything, you would probably just hide in a bush, but it's kind of hard to do that now in Pleasant Park because they added these IO That's cards. That's the worst in Resident Evil. You're just running up, and you're like, well, out of bullets. Yeah. Guess I'm going to try to knife this guy. <laughs> and uh, these I.O. guards, they they poop off everybody off. It, it annoys everyone because they have, like, aimbot. They don't miss their shots. Mm. Every single shot he they He don't hit. miss! <laughs> and it annoys everybody because, uh, bro, like, A.I.s at the base, like, the agency. Agency a long time ago, Chapter 2, Season 2. But now we're at season 15. That was season 12. They were at, as bad. But the bosses that we have now, 
like, um, let's start out Midas. He had his drum gun out. He was spraying everyone. Mm. And then we go out to Brutus. He had minigun. Hard. Very hard. Meow Souls. Didn't miss his shots. He had a heavy AR golden. Mm. So, wrapping up, bud. Do you have any video games that you would recommend to anybody before um, you leave here? Let's see. I would totally recommend playing Minecraft and the game that we just talked about, Fortnite, because it's fun, challenging at the same time. It's just these those games are very fun. Any kind of game that is your type, it's just fun for you. Okay. Everybody has their own opinion. Okay. <laughs> Respect. Respect. You raising like, a woke child. <laughs> like you don't really like Fortnite, and I'm, I don't know about Dan yet. I play. I haven't played Fortnite. It's fun. You should. I, I'm not a shooter person though. I mean, you wouldn't want to try on your PC because that's kind of hard unless you have like a mouse set up, like a whole entire thing. I I, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> or you can play on your Switch, but you would probably want to get like. Let me find an example. If there was like a PS4 controller, you I have a pro controller. Yeah, you would probably want to get a pro controller, or you would probably want to get like the thumbsticks and everything else that a PS4 goes to, like the little round things on the bottom of them, you'll want to get that because that's uh, that's just much easier. Oh, did the mic pick up my chain whip? Probably. <laughs> well, Dez, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing with us the things that you feel like video games have I taught mean, you. I was kind of nervous at first, but then I just got used to it. Yeah. We, well, need, to, we need to have a Zoomer's you. opinion on here every now and then. <laughs> I'm glad you got comfortable, bud. All right, man. Say bye-bye to the folk. Bye. <laughs> he says it so enthusiastically. Yep, as he <laughs> slowly but quickly runs away. <laughs> Probably back to Fortnite. Yeah. Well, on that note, guys, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come in with some politics and our final segment. Yep, where I go full Sean Hannity about chicken nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> break. We got some quick politic hits, right? Yes, so AOC and Bernie are teaming up to make climate change action the Justice Twins a national emergency. And I'm all for a little bit more of a national a little bit more than a national emergency. Well, they wanna, you know, prioritize it as a national emergency so they can, you know, set an example. Well, the kinds of funds and stuff that become allocated once you do that kind of bureaucratic nonsense makes it easier to actually take action on these things and excuse me as we've seen the climate especially here it's gone from snowing to raining in the last hour or so yep temperature levels keep climbing we're slowly running out of fresh water that kind of shit so it's definitely necessary i'm here for that um they tried to get Trump to testify in his impeachment trial. And he was like, nope. <laughs> the last thing that motherfucker wants to be is on stand. You would think, right? As much as he likes to go around gallivanting and... <laughs> yep. I just... I, I'm not surprised that he denied it. I would have been surprised if he agreed to it, but... They're still and going on with it. here we are. They're still going on with it. Um... 
Didn't you see something about Lindsey Graham? Oh yeah, Lindsey Graham was like, you better not call any witnesses for this trial or we'll call in the FBI. What? And the collective of Twitter was like, okay. Right, <laughs> like what? What do you mean? Like what is that even, what? <laughs> I, you didn't see what like point he was trying to make with that? Like, nope, and he's like, we'll bring like electro I'm just like, dude, bring in the FBI. You're gonna yeah. fucking lose. Yeah. That's like Lynn Wood is now being investigating for election fraud amongst possibly losing his ability to be a lawyer, a lawyer in the state of Georgia. So. Well, suck to suck, nerd. All these, well, it's it's funny because all these Trump proponents claiming all these election fraud, you know, claims, yeah. all these Trump proponents making all these election fraud claims are kind of like shooting themselves in the foot because now they're being <laughs> investigated for things like election fraud. Yep. They're bringing attention to all these claims and it's really just exposing all of their underhanded doings. And I think it's funny. Let it keep happening. Bring in the FBI, Lindsay. <laughs> Let- we would find it tastefully ironic. Uh, so you had a discussion you wanted to introduce. So I'm back in college. Oh, uh, clap for that. And I am taking an English 100 class, and we have to do a basic argument paper. And, you know, I'm full aware that I'm more than likely one of the, probably the oldest person in the class. So everybody is picking all these serious arguments, and they're just like, you know, we're going to talk about racism and policing and all of these things. And I'm just like, you "You know what? decided to be a troll. I'm going to stand on my island. I'm going to die on this hill, and I am writing a college paper that boneless wings are a lie. Oh my god. Boneless wings are a lie told by restaurant corporations to try to plague on your nostalgia. Boneless wings are nothing more than chicken nuggets for adults who are too ashamed to tell another adult that they want chicken nuggets. So you made your paper your island that you are going yes, to die and I am going to be so emphatic and ridiculous I am basically going to sound like Sean Hannity uh, so you're ge- you're gearing up for your Fox News audition yes what it sounds like yes Using my your splitter English cell class. my Fox News splitter cell in, uh, audition. audition I'll destroy him from the inside, inside. <laughs> wow Wow, by going on there and making baseless claims like chicken nuggets. Yep. <laughs> or boneless wings are then just chicken Then they'll call nuggets. me in as, as a guest from the quote-unquote white sphere. Are you going to revamp Crossfire? Is that what this is? Yes. <laughs> yep. I'll basically just be Stephen. I'll, I'll be Colbert from Colbert Report. Yeah. At this point, isn't that all Fox News really is? Yeah, I mean, the fact that Colbert's character at that point is let is is more believable now is terrifying it's all just to prove that none of this is normal you guys be safe deuces look it's a flood it's a flood it's flooding get away quick we need to get to higher ground open the floodgates
Section 3 allows for a citizen filibuster. If I stand here and refuse to yield my time, you are prohibited from voting on the bill. <clears throat> Let the filibustering begin. As many of you have noted uh, that use the internet, it has been announced that Disney has required the rights to the Star Wars franchise, and in the summer of 2015, we will see the release of Star Wars uh, Episode 7. Herewith is my proposal for the plot of that movie. Uh, begin with standard uh, title uh, sequence and John Williams fanfare, uh, followed by a scroll to be written. I would like to mention that Brian De Palma wrote the original opening scroll for Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. I think it would be a nice nod uh, to the franchise if he were to write this opening scroll. Then, pan down from the twin sons of Tatooine. Uh, we are now close on the mouth of the Sarlacc pit. After a beat, the gloved Mandalorian armor gauntlet of Boba Fett grabs onto the sand outside the Sarlacc pit, and the feared bounty hunter pulls himself from the maw of the sand beast. Okay, this is and exactly... And we realize uh, that he survived his fall uh, during the battle at Jabba's uh, palace ship. Oh, then wow. do a hard cut uh, to a repurposed uh, Imperial destroyer. Uh, which has now been taken over by the Rebels. Uh, Commander Luke Skywalker, now a full Jedi Knight, uh, training new Padawans, uh, is using, ironically, uh, his father Anakin's red lightsaber, which will be uh, a, a symbolic, I think, visual for his battle uh, with how to uh, both bring about the new uh, Jedi Order uh, while still um, acknowledging his father's uh, fall from grace. Uh, as he is training the Padawans, we pan outside of the control uh, window to a nearby asteroid where we see, and please allow me to finish this because it's going to seem like a bit of a jump, we see Thanos, who was the oh, villain on. teased at the end of the first Avengers movie. Now, Thanos, as you know, owns the Infinity Gauntlet, which has the Time Gem, the Mind Gem, the Power Gem, the Space Gem, and the Reality Gem. If he holds the Reality Gem, that means he can jump from different realities. This will be our link from, to the Marvel Universe from the Star Wars Universe. Uh, we then cut to Earth. Uh, Tony Stark uh, realizes okay. uh, that okay. there is... She, Tony Stark realizes this is someone that, that there I know. is a... I know Tony Stark. Is. I know who that is. This is the first person I've known. Tony Stark realizes, I, I do not recognize uh, the chair. Tony Stark realizes that there has been a disturbance uh, in, in what he will call a time ribbon. Uh, for the time being, I will allow J.J. Uh, Abrams to think of a better uh, term for this. Uh, and, and he then starts to assemble uh, the, the cream of the Marvel Universe, not, not the second tier superheroes that we saw in the first Avengers movie. I'm sorry, but Hawkeye and Black Widow are not first tier. He would go find, uh, hello, Spider-Man. Spider-Man exists in that universe. He would go find Moon Knight. He would go find Daredevil. He would go uh, find Hercules. And then that can bring in the entire uh, uh, pantheon of Greek gods that we saw in Clash and Wrath of the Titans. So now we have a giant three uh, franchise tie-in. Now, cut back to uh, the Imperial Star Destroyer. Uh, Luke 
uh, gets a visit from, and we only show this from the boots up first. So we show these like black boots with the, and then we pan up and oh my God, it's Han Solo. But he's old, older and grizzled and, and really like focused and cool. Like he's seen some really bad stuff and he actually seems shaken. And, and Luke is like, what's wrong old buddy? And that's when Han drops Chewbacca's severed head onto the floor. Yes, in front no of all the Padawans. Way. Kids in, aren't gonna the like floor, this. In front of the Padawans. Kids are not Please gonna. let me finish, thank you. The Padawans are all horrified and uh, 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 Han says that the planet Kashyak has been destroyed by this very mysterious force. Now we know, oh, this was Thanos. Thanos is beginning to, uh, you know, uh, gather power in this new universe. So uh, while they take Chewie's head down uh, to, because we've seen that, you know, they can build new bodies. They're going to build Chewie this really cool robot. I, I'm thinking spider body, you know, like a cool spider body with Chewie's head and, and ion cannons on it. But that will be in the, he'll come back. That'll be the, the, post-credits tease of this film, so keep that in mind. So I don't want you guys bummed out because Chewbacca's not dead, he will come back. Uh, then, uh, and then Han all, and then Luke looks down and, and Han's wedding ring is gone. Hey, what happened with you and Leia? And Han's like, don't even get me started on that. So now we don't, where, where did Leia go? Where did Leia go? She's not gone, but we will find out but in a second. The female part's now, a little underwritten whole, so far, sir. I'd like to point that out. I am, I have citizen filibuster, thank you. And, and really, thank you for respecting uh, our town laws by interrupting me during this. Uh, where was I? This is yes. Exactly then why we need at to. The, then at the edge of the uh, of the Star Destroyer's orbit, suddenly the time ribbon begins uh, wavering, and what comes through? The X Men's Quinjet. That's right. We, what we did was back on Earth. We showed him gathering up all the heroes, but we didn't see him gathering up the X Men. So, oh my goodness! Now Wolverine's going to be there. Now Cyclops is going to be there. So the Quinjet comes through. Luke gets in his X Wing to go out and meet them, and they engage in this awesome star battle. And it looks like the Quinjet actually is going to shoot Luke down, and suddenly this volley of lasers comes in. And 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 what comes flying in is we Robot think it's going to be it. We think it's going to be the Millennium Falcon, just like in episode four when he comes in and saves him uh, during the Battle of Yavin. But no, it is Slave One. That's right, Boba Fett ship, ship Slave One has to save Luke because, of course, he's trying to track down Han. He can't have Luke die. So then now it's a battle between the Quinjet, between the X-Wing, between Slave One. And then uh, we see that Millennium Falcon uh, is flying away. So uh, now um, Slave One goes off. To do, to do that, but then then we cut down to Corsican, where uh, uh, Princess Leia uh, is now consulting with um, uh, with Lando Calrissian. Now it looks like they're just having a very intense meeting about trade regulations and about I will not I will not finish my speaking about trade regulations and and and. But then suddenly, once when the rest of the council meeting leaves, they fall into each other's arms. Oh my God, Lando Calrissian and Princess Leia are having an affair, and that is why Han Solo, because look, Lando Calrissian was like, hey, if I'm gonna lose the Millennium Falcon to you, I'll just take your woman, and he has. So then we set that triangle up. Now, cut back to the Quinjet, and Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four is piloting it. Oh, it was a fake out. He, it's him, and we have uh, select members of the X-Men that I thought, in, in my opinion, were, um, were not, uh, 
uh, focused on properly in the earlier films. We have Colossus in there. We have X-23, uh, which is Wolverine's daughter. And then we have a now mind-controlled Sabretooth and, of course, Wolverine. So imagine those two going up against Robot Chewbacca, because that's going to happen. That is what we're teasing right now. I have literally have no fluid in my mouth. i got to do a Marco Rubio. Can we please cut? You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.